Luke, chapter 2, verse 41 to 52. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Dennis, for reading for us. And good evening, church. Uh, it's great to be, have the opportunity to open God's word together. Uh, before we start, let us pray and ask God to help. Uh, Father God, we thank you for your word, and we do pray that as we open your word, your spirit will work in our hearts, um, help us to understand and soften our hearts and so that we can uh, respond um, and submit to your word. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, losing something can at best be frustrating and at worst painful. I always, I always like soft toys, uh, even to this day. And I still remember when I was a kid, I have this um, froggy little soft toy. Uh, not exactly this one, it's just a random Google image. But yeah, I really treasure, I really fond of my soft toy. Uh, I bring him everywhere. Um, when I get back from school, I play with him. Uh, I bring him out, uh, I bring him to church. I uh, just spend all my time with him, cuddling him in my sleep. And then there comes a time when uh, my baby brother uh, learned to throw things. And so he tend to throw things um, out of the window. And one of the things that he threw was my um, froggy. Uh, and so it was like a late Saturday night. I re- realized it really late that uh, he has threw my, my soft toy out. And so the, other, uh, the next day, uh, on a Sunday morning, uh, we went down early uh, to, in order to plant us to look for my soft toy. And we found him. Uh, we found him, and he's like covered with dirt and mud, really dirty. So my father put him into a paper bag, uh, brought him to church, thinking that, well, we'll come back home and wash him, and then I can play with him again. Only that uh, when we got on, on a minivan uh, and get to church, we, we left him uh, at the, on the minivan. Uh, and even though we immediately rushed back to the minivan stop, uh, bus stop, um, yeah, we, we lost him. Uh, we can't find him anymore. And so every time um, during that, that, that season, when I walk past a, a soft toy store, 
I remember I would look around to check if I can buy my little froggy again. Uh, I was really sad about losing him. I think even once I had a dream about him, about finding him again, only to wake up to, to, to a disappointment to realize that, oh, it's only a dream. What other things in your, are there things in your life that, if lost, would cause you great sadness, great distress? Uh, what about Jesus? How would you feel if somehow along your Christian life, you lose Jesus. Well, today, as Christmas is approaching in our Advent season, we're starting our new sermon series, Peace on Earth. And in our passage today, uh, in Luke, Mary and Joseph, they lost Jesus. Uh, as, as they returned home from Jerusalem, uh, well, what caused them to lose Jesus? And, and what can we learn from this narrative, from their mistake? Uh, we'll go through the passage in three points. First, uh, losing Jesus. Second, finding Jesus. And finally, treasuring Jesus. And so first, um, they lost Jesus uh, in an unlikely time at an unlikely place. Uh, Verse 41. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. Uh, It's an unlikely place to lose Jesus at Jerusalem the city of God, the city that represents God's presence with his people. And they, Joseph and Mary, they lose Jesus, um, the Son of God. It's also an unlikely time to lose Jesus. Now, in the season of Passover, Passover is, is a festival designed to remind God's people of God, their Savior, of what God has done uh, to their forefathers, saving them from the Egyptians. In a festival designed to remember of their Savior God, they lose their Savior Jesus. But all this happened in the most unlikely place and most unlikely time. And I think this pattern applies to us Christians today as well. Uh, oftentimes, it's not the tough moments in life that, that we distance ourselves from Jesus. Uh, Not the difficult moments in our lives that we we lose our Lord Jesus, but more likely it's the easy time. It's the good times. It's a time that we feel comfortable, uh, and so we get complacent. Uh, We get careless. Uh, It's the smooth moments in life that we are tempted to lose Jesus. And so as we are in December, as Christmas is approaching in this Advent season, uh, as we experience the joy of holidays, the delight of um, seeing friends and relatives and families, the pleasure of giving and receiving, it's good to remind ourselves to have this warning of not to lose Jesus. As the world points us to Santa Claus and Christmas lights and Christmas shoppings and, and all these Christmas things, it's appropriate for us as a church to be reminded of our danger to lose Jesus, even in Christmas. Well, besides uh, it is the unlikely time, unlikely place, it's also the unlikely people who lose Jesus. And so verse 42, when he was 12 years old, uh, that's Jesus, was 12 years old, um, they, uh, the family, went up to the festival according to the custom. According to the custom, 
they went up to Jerusalem. And Luke tells us that every year, this is their family tradition, every year Joseph and Mary and their family uh, goes to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. Luke highlights for us, this is a family of religious piety. They are devoted family to God. And if this verse is not enough to show how good, how, how godly this family is, uh, in the last two chapters, uh, Luke has painted this picture for us. Um, it's, it's Joseph and Mary, and Mary who, when the angel Gabriel approached her, she replied with, I'm the Lord's servant. Uh, may it be to me as you have said. They named their firstborn son, Jesus, according to Gabriel's word. Uh, and just a few verses ago, uh, they completed purification uh, for Jesus on the eighth day of his birthday, um, according to the law. This is a family who followed the law meticulously. This is an obedient family, a, a God-fearing family. It is in a city that symbolized God's presence uh, after a festival that point to the God's salvation uh, and an obedient, God-fearing family that lost Jesus. Well, how did they lose him? Uh, in verse 44, thinking he, Jesus, was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Or in ESV, supposing him uh, to be with the group supposing Jesus is with them, uh, assuming that he must be around, they, they lose Jesus. Uh, assumptions led them to overlook the truth. Assumptions caused them to miss that they have lost Jesus. And for us as well, assumptions can, cause, can blind our eyes and cause us to lose Jesus as well. Uh, it's like this um, classic uh, optical illusion uh, depending on what you first um, saw from it, either the, the young lady or the older woman, uh, it can take us a while to see the other side of this picture. Uh, we assume that we, we know the picture, what it is about, and we just um, yeah, ignore it, assume that uh, it is about an old lady or a young woman, and, and the assumption blinds us from seeing that the full picture of what the reality is. And so as a church, the question for us is a hard question. Uh, what can be our temptation to lose Jesus? Uh, what can lead us to suppose that we are with Jesus? What, what can get us to assume Jesus? Uh, it might be our Christian upbringing. Uh, I grew up in a, in a Christian family. I go to church. I, I go to Sunday school. And so, of course, Jesus is with me. Of course, I know Jesus. Uh, it might be our knowledge. Uh, I know the Bible cover to cover. Uh, I know the Bible well. I know all these Sunday school stories. Uh, I can quote to you um, from, from our church fathers and reformers and Puritans and, and famous preachers in our world. Of course, I'm a Christian. Uh, it might be our, our Christian routine that we are used to. Every Sunday, I go to church. Uh, every Christmas, I go to the, the Christmas Eve service at night, and then the other morning, I immediately come back for Christmas service. Uh, our, our, our routine 
uh, what we do every year, the familiarity causes us to lose Jesus. Um, it hinders us, hinders our hearts to, to kind of think that um, we have an authentic relationship with Jesus. Or experience can cause us to lose Jesus. Uh, I only believe in science, in what I can see, uh, in empirical evidence. And so from experience, miracles are impossible. Resurrection is impossible. And so Christians claim Jesus' identity that he has come back from and has been raised from the dead. This is nonsense. This doesn't make sense. Our world lives on a lot of assumptions, and and assumptions are not all bad. Uh, It can help us to prevent us from constantly asking why all the time. But at the same time, it's helpful for us Christians to every now and then to slow down, to to reflect and and think about what's our assumptions, um, so that we are not like Mary and Joseph um, in our passage today, to, to assume that Jesus is in our company and end up losing Jesus ourselves. So, losing Jesus. Uh, after Mary and Joseph, they realized that uh, Jesus was not with them. Uh, they went back to Jerusalem, and there they found Jesus. And so, verse 46. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Uh, what helped Mary and Joseph to find Jesus again? Well, they ditched their, their assumption. Uh, they realized that they at first went to their relatives and friends, thinking that Jesus was among them. Uh, but as they realized Jesus was not, they went back to where they lost him. And so back to Jerusalem and in the temple courts, they found Jesus again. And Luke shows us in, in the exchange between Mary and, and Jesus, in verse 48, finding Jesus is so much about knowing who Jesus is. And so verse 48, his mother, uh, Mary, said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Well, first, Luke highlights for us Jesus' relationship with his heavenly Father. Uh, notice the contrast between uh, when Mary said, your father and I, and then when Jesus replied, uh, my father's house, I had to be in my, in my father's house. Uh, it prompts us, his readers, to ask the question, okay, who's Jesus' father? Uh, is it his earthly father, Joseph, or is it his um, heavenly Father, uh, our God? Uh, knowing Jesus is so much about knowing Jesus' relationship with his heavenly Father, that he's the Son of God. Second, knowing Jesus is about um, knowing God's salvation plan. And, and so verse 49, uh, Jesus said, I had to be in my Father's house, or it is necessary for me to be in my Father. It is necessary uh, for me to do the business of my Father. It is necessary for Jesus to carry out what God had planned for him, uh, the salvation plan. Um, Jesus came to our world um, to to, to seek for the lost, to to save us, to redeem us from our sins. Uh, Knowing Jesus is about knowing why he has come to us, that he's our savior. 
And finally, knowing Jesus is about knowing、uh, who He is through His resurrection. And so, verse forty-six. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening, and asking questions.、Uh, it it might、uh, literally be be three days that that took Joseph and Mary to to find Jesus again, knowing that it's Passover, it's really busy, and people are kind of flooding out from Jerusalem. But I wonder if Luke records this for us after three days, also to give us a hint,、uh, his readers,、uh, kind of a moment of. Hey, here's a hint.、Uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Does this sound familiar? Three days. After three days,、uh, Joseph and Mary they found Jesus, and in in, the, in their exchange,、uh, when Mary talked to Jesus,、uh, they know more about who Jesus is, that his relationship with the heavenly Father, that he comes to、um, fulfill God's plan. And also for us, after three days, we get to know who Jesus is. Uh, his resurrection shows us that he is the Son of God. He is the promised Messiah. He is the Savior, the Lord that God has promised in the Old Testament. In two verses, Luke shows us who Jesus really is, and reminds us of that so much about not losing Jesus, so much about finding Jesus, is knowing who He is. It's like this story about、um, Joshua Bell, a, a really famous、uh, um, leading, like classical violinist.、Uh, it was told that、uh, one morning on a Friday, seven fifty-one a.m.,、uh, in jeans and long-sleeved T-shirt and, and a baseball cap,、um, Joshua Bell he showed up at a metro station.、Uh, this master violinist started performing six great classical pieces. Uh, on one of the most busy metro station in the world, with a most one of the most、uh, valuable violin、um, ever made in the world, a violin that valued three point five million dollars. And for the next forty-five minutes, a thousand and ninety-seven people walk past him. Seven people stop for more than a minute to listen to him. Twenty-seven people gave him money, some flipping pennies at him. Uh, and that morning,、uh, he received thirty-two dollars and seventeen cents、uh, for his performance. Well, just to give you a frame of reference,、uh, Joshua Bell he is used to getting paid a thousand dollars per minute、uh, for his concerts, and he received thirty-two dollars and seventeen cents that morning. But at the end of each piece, there was no applause, just silent indifference. Uh, the master musician was, was ignored, and we people walked past him,、uh, ignoring this this glorious musical beauty,、uh, without giving him a second glance, because they they don't know who he is. They have no clue how good he is, how famous he is. They have no clue how hard to get his concerts tickets. Church, and it's the same for us. So much about finding Jesus is about knowing who He is, knowing what a good Savior He is, knowing what He has achieved for us on the cross, knowing that He has carried out God's salvation plan, and we can only be saved through Him. Well, today we have been warned about the temptation of losing Jesus, 
even as Christians, uh, particularly in this busy season of Christmas approaching. We have also been reminded of, of the importance of finding Jesus through knowing who he is, knowing what he has come to achieve. And so what are we to do as we are in this Advent season, as Christmas is approaching? Well, for some of us um, this evening, uh, it might be that you are still exploring Christianity. You are still wondering who, Christ, uh, who Jesus is for you. And, and, and to, uh, someone invited you um, today to, to think through who Jesus is. Uh, can I recommend you uh, Mary's example in our passage today? Uh, not her example of losing Jesus uh, with carelessness, but more later in verse 50 and 51. Uh, in verse 50, but they, uh, Mary and Joseph, did not understand what Jesus was saying to them. Then Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Immediately after this losing Jesus incident, uh, Luke tells us Mary didn't quite understand what Jesus said to him uh, about um, yeah, he has to be in his father's house about my father, uh, my, my heavenly father. But instead of just parking that conversation aside, Luke tells us she treasured this in her heart. She, she didn't understand the significance of the conversation of who Jesus is at that moment, but she kept everything in her heart, uh, treasuring them, holding on to them, continuing to reflect on what do they mean? And if you are like Mary in our passage today, kind of still wondering who Jesus is for you, uh, can, I, can I recommend you to, to, to learn from her example? Uh, please don't just drop this uh, who Jesus is question as you step out of the church. Uh, please don't just think that, oh, this is irrelevant to me and let life to continue to, to, to continue. Uh, as if it's just another irrelevant piece of information, as if it's just I'm stepping out of the MTL station and someone handed me a brochure and I just have a quick read and, and chuck it into the garbage bin. Learn from Mary and treasure Jesus by, by continuing to, to ask questions, continue to think through who Jesus is. Now, there's plenty of opportunities. Talk to the friends who, who invited you. Talk, talk to the church members um, after Christmas, we have this Hope Explore course. Join in, um, talk to our pastor, Darren. Um, ask someone about how they get to know Jesus and what's their journey and what's their testimony. Uh, it's through um, talking and asking and reading God's word and praying to God that we get to know who Jesus really is uh, for us to have a personal relationship with him. And for those of us who already know Jesus, there's a second half of the story of Joshua Bell. A uh, thousand and ninety-seven people walked past him that morning uh, without batting an eye at his performance. But there's two exceptions. Uh, the first was a postal worker named John. Uh, he played violin uh, from, from youth, uh, and, and he recognized the quality of the performance uh, of Joshua Bell, and he, he stood afar, kind of listening and, and enjoying his performance. And then there was a woman named Stacy. Uh, Stacy has seen Bell's performance concert three weeks ago. 
And so she recognized Joshua Bell at that metro station. Uh, she had no idea what's going on here, why Joshua Bell is in this busy metro station and, and everyone is just rushing past and no one is paying attention. But whatever it was, she wasn't about to miss it. So she moved closer, she positioned herself front and center, and she had a huge grin on her face and stayed to the last moment of the concert. At the end, even talked to Joshua Bell and gave him a hug and saying thank you. Well, our world is like the postal worker. Um, He recognizes the quality of the performance, the good, the value that Christianity can bring to our society, but our world doesn't recognize Jesus, who he is. And so like the postal worker, uh, the enjoyment would be for a short period, Uh, but chances are he will never bump into Joshua Bell again, and hence never be able to enjoy his performance again. But it's a different story for Stacy. Uh, recognizing Joshua Bell, she moved herself closer, uh, front, positioning herself front and center, and enjoyed the whole concert. Well, church, let us be like Stacy, uh, recognizing who Jesus is, recognizing the good that Jesus has brought to our world and the perfection that he'll one day come back and bring to us. Uh, Let us have Jesus front and center in our lives to have him as our Lord. Let us treasure him as who he is, our Savior. Let us treasure him as peace on earth, as the promised Savior of God, uh, lest we lose him on our Christian journey. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Father, we thank you for our Lord Jesus that he has come down to our world to save us uh, from our brokenness, um, to reconcile us with you. And Father, we know that in our own weaknesses, uh, in our own sin, um, it's so often that we will turn away from our Lord Jesus uh, not having him as, our, as the priority of our lives, not having him front and center in our lives. And so, Father, please help us to continue to know our Lord Jesus and treasure him and to see the goodness of having him as our Lord and Savior. And please help our community to, to continue to, to help one another to have Jesus at the center of our lives, even in this Christmas season. Uh, help us to be a community that not only have Jesus at the center, but also point others of who Jesus is so that they can know Jesus as well. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.